Hello again, guys, and welcome back to the Philosophy of Strength podcast. Today's episode is going to be a little bit less grounded in research and science, um, and not really too much about lifting weights either. Although I do think that it might be one of the most important topics that I've touched on so far in the podcast. And I want to be really upfront in saying that this is not an area that I am uh, formally trained in. I don't have any kind of psychological training. And, um, you know, there are times that you would want to actually see a professional for help with this kind of stuff. But I want to provide a framework for um, dealing with failure, dealing with not reaching your goals or not um, not lining your behavior up with what your goals are. And I suppose this is going to really relate to those of you who maybe have struggled to really solidify training as a habit, maybe particularly during the lockdown. And uh, although this could potentially be applied to lots of other areas of life where you're trying to reach some kind of a goal or you know create habits or new uh, types of behavior that are going to help you reach that goal and you're struggling Um, so I hope you guys will find this helpful Um, so we're really just centering around dealing with failure uh, figuring out how to navigate your way out of that um, so that you can get to being the kind of person who is going to the gym very regularly without too much uh, mental effort on your part. So I think a big part of um, being able to deal with failure is accepting that it's going to happen. And really, when we talk about failure, um, you've only really failed on getting into good shape or you know getting stronger and making that uh pathway to achieving that a habit when you give up that's that's essentially when you failed um for most of us there's no uh, urgent time limit on when we manage to get to our goals because we're not olympians trying to get in, in shape for the upcoming olympics or a competition or anything like that so you need to accept that it might take longer than you would like Uh, But we're just trying to make progress as opposed to have this fantasy world where you snap your fingers and immediately you're a different person and you're the kind of person who can, um, you know, go to the gym week in and week out and not miss any sessions. And I know that at the time that I'm releasing this podcast, saying going to the gym is kind of ridiculous because more than likely there's no gyms available, certainly if you're in Ireland. But I'm not going to try to date this podcast because hopefully... Um, somebody listening to it in a year or two's time will be in a different situation when gyms are open again. So, um, the first thing to discuss is reframing. Um, Reframing uh, unproductive days. I'm going to refer to them as unproductive days because I think if you always look at not doing what you set out to do as a failure, um, it can really dent your your self-esteem and your confidence and your belief in yourself. Essentially, when you set a grand goal out for yourself, part of this is that you want to uh, change yourself. You want to uh, reach 
an image that you have of yourself, um, kind of an ideal image. Um, and when you make mistakes along the way, it creates uncertainty as to whether that's really a possibility for you. Um, and it can create a lot of hopelessness. So I think what you need to do is reframe bad days from being about shame or guilt, which is what a lot of us will feel if we fall off the wagon. Let's say that you were planning to do a workout and you just put it off all day. Maybe you were working during the day. You were initially planned to do it in the morning. You were tired. You justified yourself. Oh, I haven't been getting great sleep, so I'm going to sleep a bit longer. I'll do the workout later. Then you get up later, you do your work. It's a very busy day in work. You're really stressed and tired by the end of it. Six o'clock comes. You're meant to do your workout now. Now you're justifying to yourself. I think I should probably fuel up a bit before this workout. So I'll wait till after I have dinner. You have dinner. Then you're thinking, oh, I'm still stressed out. I'll just watch an episode or something. All of a sudden, the snowball effect continues. And it's maybe 10 o'clock at night. And you still haven't done anything. And now you kind of go into that mental despair where it's feelings of shame and guilt that you haven't done what you set out to do. You've broken promise to yourself. And it's completely understandable why anybody would feel that way. But you got to realize that it's not a helpful feeling to have about the day. Um, there's nowhere to go from shame and guilt. If you want to feel it for a while, fine. But what I would strongly suggest is um, looking at it as an opportunity to learn about your mind and how your mind works. Because humans are a lot more predictable than um, most of us would assume. And we all like to think that our brains are entirely unique and you know we're different than other people. But actually, if you were to write down the things that you do every single day, it's ex extremely... Um, easy to predict how you're going to behave in certain situations that arise um, so what you need to do is look at the situation which is you know I did not get this workout done today and the next question is why did that not happen um, just boiling it down to I'm lazy or I'm worthless or I'm never going to change is not a helpful answer to that question um, because there probably are some things in your life that you actually are fairly well disciplined on or at least a person from the outside would think that although within your own mind you probably don't even think of it that way because it's just part of a routine maybe it's going for a walk maybe it's a hobby of like practicing an instrument or something like that it's so ingrained in your mind and you've learned to enjoy the process that you don't have to think of it as a, a task or a chore and that's where you're trying to get to with this so you need to analyze how your mind is working what happened throughout that day that led to you not getting uh let's say in this instance the workout done but as i say this could apply to lots of areas of your life so this leads into the the next section um, and I think you need to, to break this analysis down into two parts. So the first one is the, the means and the second part is the ends. Um, 
or maybe a better way to phrase that would be the actions or behaviors is the first part. And the second part is the goals that you're trying to reach through those actions or behaviors. So either one of those things or both of them might be um, out of kilter or, or not set up in a way that's actually going to put you in a position to succeed. Because the more successful days you can have, even if you're not really doing a lot, the more momentum you generate in your mind. If you keep on setting up lofty goals for yourself um, or you know, really high standards of behavior where you're expecting to have an extremely productive day, um, the more um, actions you don't take, the more uh, things you mess up, the more it's gonna dent your, um, your feelings about yourself. So the first part is the behaviors or the actions. So um, what have you expected for yourself to do today? Did you expect to do an hour of training? And did that expectation by the time that you got to the end of your day um, put so much stress onto you that your mind just reverted to something that would be comfortable, like sitting down and, and watching TV or scrolling through your phone? What if the expectation that you had for yourself was just to do a half an hour workout or just to do three sets of three exercises? Would that have had a, a significantly different impact on um, how motivated you would or would not have been to do the workout? Um, another one could be, you know, when are you planning to do the workout? Some people are far more... Um, likely to get something done early on in the day as opposed to later i know for myself personally working out isn't a good example because i enjoy it so much and it's an ingrained habit for me at this stage so if i had to train in the morning or i had to train in the evening i could make it work but when it comes to things that i don't necessarily enjoy quite as much like some of the admin related stuff when it comes to coaching people um that sort of stuff I need to delegate to early on in the day because I know based on having uh, reflected on times when I didn't get stuff done and analyzed this, the vast majority of the time, if I leave stuff until the evening, so kind of six o'clock or later, the likelihood of me getting it done, it's very low because in my mind, that's when I want to be winding down and getting ready to go to sleep and it becomes frustrating because there's no recreational time. There's no time to actually enjoy some stuff, whether it's watching a movie or whatever. So I'd rather get work done early in the day, have that be my work day. And for some people, putting the workout in there, making that psychologically a part of your work day as well works better, as opposed to stuffing it at the end of your work day where it feels like an obstacle towards, or an obstacle between you being able to just turn off and relax. Um, so those are the, the behavior slash, action, slash actions part of uh, the situation that you need to analyze. The second part then is the goal that you're actually working towards. And what's interesting is that a lot of the time I find people actually don't even have a goal to begin with or it's just really, really unclear uh, and super vague. So 
the weightlifting coach John Bros one time in a podcast I was listening to gave a great analogy for this um, and he was huge on goals and setting very clear goals with uh, you know an ideal timeline to hit them by and uh, he was saying that you know if you don't have a goal um, it's not really feasible to to ever get to any kind of a decent level and whatever you're you're working towards and the analogy he gave is that it's like if somebody um if he was sending somebody to go to the shop for him and uh he asked them to get him some ice cream and he didn't give them any directions or what flavor or what brand to go or what direction to go and he just said go go get me the ice cream that's the same as somebody saying i just want to get fitter or i just want to tone up or i just want to get in better shape there's no um, tangible, measurable way of assessing where you are in relation to that goal and where the end point is going to be. If you say, I want to be able to run a 5K in 25 minutes and I want to be able to do 20 push-ups in a row and I want to be able to do five pull-ups and I want to be able to do that before the end of the year, you now have... You now have things that you can measure to figure out where your baseline is so you could say now right now if i run 5k it takes me 35 minutes right now i can only do 10 push-ups right now i can only do one pull-up that's your baseline which means you have something to measure to see if you're getting progress so if you retest those things and that stuff is going up then you're making progress and you have something to work towards and when you have a goal you're much more likely to be motivated to do things because there's purpose to the day in, day out, sometimes monotonous uh, process of training. Um, so you have to have a goal and the behaviors to reach that goal um, need to be realistic and something that you think you can actually do. So we'll stick with this example that I've given just for continuity purposes. Let's say that those are your goals, 5K run in 25 minutes, uh, 20 push-ups in a row and five pull-ups. To do that, for most people, you probably need to be training minimum two days per week. Um, three days would make it much easier, in my opinion, to reach that goal. Um, and this is, we're assuming that you're putting the running and the resistance training in the same day you're not splitting it up of course you could do one day of um, strength training and one day of running but just to keep things simple you know let's say that if you really wanted to reach that goal in that timeline an efficient way three days would be a good way to go now you need to measure that against what you know about yourself have you struggled in the past to get three days a week done do you find that every time you go above two days, suddenly work starts getting in the way? Suddenly you, quote, don't have time. And these can all be things that make sense in your mind at the time. And you can always justify. And there's so much stuff going on in our lives that it is stressful. And um, you can end up uh, really struggling to find time for things. But realistically, you know, the average person spends at least four hours, I think, per day combined watching stuff on screens, whether that's in front of a TV or watching 
stuff on their phone that's not you know work related so for the majority of people it's about the prior prioritization of uh, their time and most of us on a deep level probably care more about getting to watch uh, that Netflix show than we do about getting that extra day in of training to reach a goal. So that's why the goal has to really matter to you and you have to be very honest about what you're doing to reach that goal. Would you be better off going to two days a week of training and taking a longer time to reach that goal but not falling off the wagon because it was too much for you? So I've spent a good bit of time talking about that aspect of things. Um, so I'll kind of leave that there. But you got to be realistic about what you're willing to do, and um, well, sorry, what you want to do and what you're willing to do to get there. So um, now that I've discussed that, I, I want to go into some things that I think can assist you, depending on what kind of person you are. Um, these are just things that I've seen that um, tends to help people um, be more likely to get things done and uh, do them with good quality effort as well. So a big one that I've kind of only discovered recently over the past year is um, journaling. Now, sometimes when I talk about journaling, it can sound... Um, a little bit like keeping a, a diary or something like that and that's not really what i'm talking about this isn't like a dear diary so and so was really annoying me today kind of thing um it's not like that at all journaling is really um something that's quite popular within the the stoic philosophy um uh realm i don't know what you would call it but you know, in Stoic philosophy, which I've discussed a few times in this podcast, journaling is a very kind of popular method for uh, bettering yourself by uh, writing down your thoughts, um, writing down your goals, reflecting on a day-to-day -day basis on, um, you know, how you performed uh, in relation to reaching those goals, what you could do better tomorrow, etc. So it's basically just like having a conversation, an honest conversation with yourself about um, how your day went and uh, what went well, what didn't go well, why the things that didn't go well happened um, and how you can avoid that in the future. So it really relates to that, that learning paradigm um, when you mess up as opposed to the guilt and shame like I was talking about earlier. Um, I've been doing this for a while and I think it's really... Um, a big game changer for me because you would be surprised how stupid certain things can sound and, and how um, obvious things can seem when you actually just write it out on a piece of paper as opposed to thinking it in your head. Um, no specific examples jump to mind, but um, <clears throat> if you want to learn more about journaling, I think... There is a website that has something about uh, stoicism in the uh, in the title or the name of the, the website. Uh, the Art of Journaling from dailystoic.com has a pretty comprehensive guide to that and, and how it works. And some interesting research as well um, showing the uh, positive effect on journaling and helping people 
reach uh, goals. So I would strongly suggest giving that a try. Uh, second thing then would be partnering up with somebody. And again, I don't want to date this podcast. Um, I don't want this podcast to be confined to lockdown 2021. Um, but going forward, if you could look to partner up with somebody, um, there is various benefits to that, but a huge benefit of it is accountability um it's very hard to skip going to the gym if there's somebody there waiting to train with you um because it would be kind of rude um to just ditch them um and then the added benefit of that is that if you have any kind of a competitive nature yourself and the other person can kind of bounce off each other and push each other um especially if they're at a similar level to you um and it really just kind of clarifies when you're bullshitting yourself um you know it might be easy to walk out of the gym on a day where you're feeling not that into it kind of tired or whatever and then you look at your training partner who's just pushing through regardless and it gives you that kick up the ass to keep going so getting a training partner hugely beneficial uh can really help you with your goals third one then uh, maybe it's going to come across as a shameless plug but look I wouldn't be working in this area if I didn't think that coaching um, was not of a significant benefit to a significant percentage of the population um, again this comes down to accountability uh, there are some people who just need someone to, to help them along they need somebody standing there showing them what to do holding them accountable and Maybe that's something they'll only have to do for a while. Uh, maybe it's something that they want to do for the long term. But if you have been continuously failing at this whole strength training thing, um, if you feel like you're spinning your wheels, if years have gone by and you're not any closer to where you want to be, I would strongly consider um, finding a coach, getting somebody who understands the science behind this stuff has gone through the training process themselves um and can really just provide the shortcut for you because i have had many times where i've done personal training with people and they've told me god you know i've made more progress in three months of doing this than i have in the past two years of going to the gym by myself and to me if you if you're able to afford to spend money on something like that it should be a no-brainer because at the end of the day it's your health it's your mental health as well because when you start succeeding in um, physical training it shows you what you're you're able to do that you're able to better yourself and it has nice knock-on effects in other areas of your life so this isn't a coaching advertisement but if you've tried a lot of the other stuff um, or if you're just someone who's really struggling, you should consider um, reaching out to find a coach. And of course, I'm available for personal training and, and online coaching. Um, so really all three of those things, journaling, partnering up with somebody and coaching could very easily be summarized as um, accountability. Uh, sometimes you just need that accountability, whether that is holding yourself accountable by writing down your goals for the day and then measuring if you reach those or not and reflecting on it 
um, having somebody else hold you accountable, whether that's a training partner or a professional standing beside you. Um, so I hope you found that um, useful. Like I said, I'm really not, I'm not trained in this area. There might be loads of stuff that I have overlooked here. This is based on my personal experience, um, experience with training people who've struggled to make training a habit. Um, and then some very smart people who I have read and listened to talk about the subject. Um, and the main takeaways should be, number one, try to be a little bit kinder to yourself. Shift away from that paradigm of um, guilt and shame when you don't do what you intended to do. And reframe it to a learning opportunity to figure out how you can do better next time. How you can set yourself up to be more likely to have a good day your reflection needs to be honest and it could be guided by um, assessing the behaviors and actions that you want to reach your goal and the goal itself whether that is a realistic goal and whether it's one that really matters to you etc um, and then your kind of um, supplemental aids if you will or things that might add a, a a little bit of um, boost to your um, your efforts and your um, consistency would be um, accountability aids, whether that's journaling, partnering up with somebody or getting coaching. And um, last thing I'd leave you with is just to remember that even though we would love for progress to be a linear uh, increase, just that straight line going up, it's never going to be. You're going to have ups and downs. Even when you're making progress and you think you're on top of training, you might find that you regress back. And it's usually when particularly stressful things happen, you might still miss a day or two. Um, but as long as you're getting better over time and you're committed to the process of um, getting better, then you're going to be good. Okay, uh, that is the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any future topics that you'd like me to cover, um, feel free to email me through uh, kill@killianoconnor.net, or you can send me a DM on Instagram. Until next time, guys. Cheers.